It's that time of year again. It's an iOS SDK update. Hi, I'm Ian Thane. Welcome to another SAP Code Talk. Really pleased, as usual, on a, a new version of the SDK to have Andreas Schlosser with me. Andreas, thank you for joining me. Hey, Ian, my pleasure as usual. Good afternoon. Excellent. So we are actually, uh, when we're recording this, we're a week later than the release of iOS 12. So I've got to ask you, I know from the fact that uh, Xcode 10 came out at the same time, with the new version, um, how does it all fit in with all the iOS versions, Xcode versions, and whatever? Right, yeah. So that is the, the usual uh, procedure that we did go through here. So now with Xcode 10 coming out and the binary incompatibilities for the Swift frameworks that we still see in Swift, unfortunately, we have to rebuild all of our frameworks, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, so what we're doing is for the current 3.0 release that went out today, um, we've actually built this completely in Xcode 10. We use Xcode 10 better for the development. We are now releasing an Xcode 10 GA and it's written in Swift 4.2, all the latest stuff from Apple. And folks adopting our latest 3.0 version of the SDK will need to go with Xcode 10 and Swift 4.2 for the app. Um, we've also rebuilt the existing version 2.0 SPO2 with Xcode 10 as well. So if you are still running on the version 2.2 and you don't want to uh, upgrade just yet to a new major version of the SDK, uh, you would still be asked to please upgrade to Xcode 10. You can use the Swift 4 compatibility mode in Xcode 10 and you can continue using the SDK 2.x branches. But for Xcode 10, you will then also need to download the latest patch for, F for the SDK 2.2 that we published together with the version 3.0 so that wherever you are, you can go ahead with Xcode 10 going forward. Uh, and also obviously support iOS 12 in your apps as well. Excellent. Now I noticed straight away when I got um, the version 3.0 today, that I noticed one of the big things was that the assistance changed. Now do you want to sort of take us through a few of the, the changes there? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, one of the major investments that we made for this release 3.0 was a complete overhaul of the user experience in the assistant. Uh, I think we and maybe you guys as well realized that the assistant grew from something rather small and focused in the version 1.0. You know, got more and more features added. We added more and more configuration possibilities to it. We can generate different types of apps. You can integrate with translation hub. You can integrate uh, with uh, API hub and all these things. So we just felt now that looking at the existing assistant that it just didn't really cater well for for these enhanced features that we added over time going you know, over two major versions now actually already. Uh, so we uh, took the time, we had discussions with designers, with uh, users uh, of the assistant, and we have completely redesigned the flow of the assistant so that the assistant now very clearly supports the different wizard type of steps that, that you need to go through when you want to generate applications. But the assistant now also has a dedicated area to actually manage your projects, update the frameworks, add translation, regenerate proxy classes, all of that in a very clean and neat user interface. Uh, I think uh, we've achieved two things here. It is both visually quite appealing, I think, and we've also really clean, cleaned it up a lot so that you don't have window over window over window in some of these cases in the wizard. 
but it's now a single clean flow and a single in a single window with maximum one pop over sheet coming down sometimes when you want to configure something. So I think it's really good stuff. Uh, we did not add new features this time because we had to focus a lot on, on re rewriting the user experience. But of course, now that we've done this and we have now everything in shape, um, it is a lot easier for us now going forward to again go back and now start adding new features into this new interaction paradigms that we have implemented in the system. So overall, I'm quite happy with it. And as usual, I'm also curious to hear some feedback on that. Excellent. Yeah, I really like it. I did notice, I, I thought there were a few sort of extra little check boxes here and there, but I'm sure um, that uh, we'll see that some more uh, capability sort of happening in the future. So you mentioned, so we've, we've talked about the, uh, the compatibility of, with Xcode. Uh, and iOS, we've talked about the assistant steps. What about the SDK itself? You know, what's what's going to sort of uh, stand out to the users um, of new enhancements in, within the SDK? Yeah, we, we did spend time there also, obviously. Um, in particular, on the UI control side again, which is something that is usually very visible, obviously. Um, we did add a couple of new controls and new variations of controls to the SDK. Mm -hmm. um, all of that stuff will also be, as usual, exposed in the new Mentor app that will go live very soon, too. Um, so the new controls include a calendar, actually, that has been requested quite a lot by, by internal and external teams so that you can now have, you know, the monthly, weekly view, uh, single selection, range selection of, of dates and build kind of calendar um, scheduled type of applications. Mm -hmm. Using using the calendar that follows as usual the theory for iOS uh, design guidelines. Uh, we've also added uh, and invested more again into the maps uh, area. We now have a completely integrated map floor plan that makes it a lot easier to set things up for your app to have a map and the legend and the toolbar and all the other stuff that's showing up on a map in a proper way. So you don't need to do all this this details, uh, cobbling it all together yourself. Um, and we've also added functionality around maps that we now allow creation of geospatial objects on maps. That means we now allow users to draw lines or polygons or polylines on a map to create new objects uh, on a map. Uh, it includes all these interaction patterns that you can you know, tap to, to draw points. You can make points to change lines. And we can then create these type of apps. Uh, this comes as a requirement from apps uh, around fees worker maintenance scenarios, but I guess there's plenty of other scenarios where, where this feature might be very valuable. Um, and one other thing where we also added to, to the UI part is charts again. Uh, charts seems to be a hot topic. People like it a lot, so we now decided to add more types. We now also support uh, the stacked column charts as well as waterfall charts. Um, try it out. You'll see this in the mentor I've visualized. Uh, very nice charts again, and very nice visualization capability that we added there as additional UI controls. Definitely. And uh, just as a little plug for the guys that are coming to the tech eds uh, for the iOS SDK app space, we've got uh, a little tutorial which also includes the charts. We like the charts. So, okay, I mean, it's uh, all well and good to have uh, the stuff which is front and forward facing to the, the customer, but what about the workhorse classes? What about the, found the foundation and the, and the layers underneath? What changes and enhances have been made there? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we haven't been lazy there. Uh, so we also continue to invest in, in that as well. Uh, I would say the foundation layer uh, stabilizes now over the last couple of releases, but we obviously add functionality as we see or we, we update 
things as we see need. We've done some security updates around OpenSSL and these kind of things. So you can still, you're still safe. We're closing potential vulnerabilities there, obviously, continuously. Uh, we've done some minor enhancements around how we produce log files, how log files are uploaded. Um, also, how, how multi-user enabled apps can be handled and, and some enhancements around the usage handling uh, are in. So I think if you look at through the release notes, you'll, you'll see the details. Um, also, in the Flows framework, we've now made some more improvements so that it's now easier to write apps that can restore themselves when the app is not online so that users actually will not be asked for the credentials and the app can come online without having server connectivity. Excellent. Common scenario that wasn't so easy to implement previously. Now it's, it's relatively easy and straightforward. And even the generated app that we build out of the assistant actually comes out of the box with that support enabled. Um, and then we've made some, some more enhancements that are maybe not, not as sexy as the UI enhancements, but important around the OData frameworks. Um, now, you know, OData calls are cancelable now. So if you have apps that load a lot of data in parallel, but you realize actually you don't need the response anymore, you can cancel ongoing calls if you fetch resources like images. So that's a, uh, a good tool to improve the performance of the app and minimize the network load. And we've done plenty of enhancements in the offline OData framework as well. Um, where it comes to you know optimization techniques uh, to deal with the local transactions that you have on your device before you're sending them to the backend. So if you have local modifications that you want to merge into a single update, or if you have like local create deletes that you don't want to send to the backend at all, uh, various different rather complicated scenarios that do occur in real life, uh, we've worked through this with our stakeholders, and we are now supporting. Uh, quite a bunch of these local operations and optimization techniques on the local queue. So I think uh, for the folks in the offline OData app development, this stuff will be quite exciting as well. Mm, excellent. I mean, uh, I, and I'm, I'm pretty uh, excited by it all. Uh, I do know that today you did post a blog, which is actually covering quite a lot of the stuff that you mentioned, probably a little bit more detail with some examples, some graphical examples. So uh, guys, check out Andreas's blog on on SAP and Andreas, thank you for joining us and giving us this really cool information. Sure, alrighty, talk to you next time.